We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for the final regular season Brooklyn buzz where the Nets go down to the Philadelphia 76ers, 134-105. But plenty more to discuss from this game and then looking forward and looking back on the season overall and looking forward to the postseason a little bit before Nick and myself will dive deep into what was a, a mini playoff preview. But obviously with very few players that will be playing in the first round matchup we'll get to when that is happening uh, a little bit later but I want to touch on this game overall the the big storyline from this was Cam Thomas Cam Thomas was just simply sensational yet again the man is buckets he eats buckets he oozes buckets he bleeds buckets Cam Thomas in 43 minutes tonight 16 to 29 from the field 6 of 8 from 3 8 of 8 from the free throw line 2 rebounds assists still and a block in the 4 turnovers with his 46 points now there's plenty to be said about Cam Thomas positive and negative and it's hard to find that equilibrium the the sort of middle ground of like well cam thomas's positives how much do they outweigh his weaknesses how much of his weaknesses outweigh his positives there's there's no right or wrong answer i think there's plenty of discourse about it that is worth considering and some of it is is worth you know dismissing as well i think the main thing I want to sort of touch on with Cam is just just a couple of pretty crazy stats in terms of his scoring and in terms of just he obviously he is one of the look I don't know but as a as a scorer he, he might be top fifty in the league maybe higher than that but with tonight's forty point game he overtook Kevin Durant and Mikhail Bridges for the most forty point game by Nets player this season with four Mikhail and KD uh, both had three themselves and then you also look at the fact that Mika- uh, sorry Cam Thomas is leading the league with points per game as a starter now this is via Stat News Stat Muse with a minimum of four games as their requirement Cam Thomas averages thirty nine points per game as a starter and I think on like 50 40 90 as well um I, I remember seeing someone put that out there as well Joel and B with 33 Luka Doncic with 32 it's just like truly insane the the, the bucket getting abilities of of Cam Thomas now how much does the 
the blinkers, the lack of other points to his game take away from. Obviously, he's, he's porous defensively, but he's a young guy. I think if you're a guy that can put up 40 points in a game, you got talent and talent for days. And that talent deserves to be nurtured. And I think within the Nets organization, whether you throw it on Jacques Vaughn, whether you throw it on Shaw Marks, whether you throw it on the development staff, the lack of development and opportunities given to Cam Thomas, you can say is a bit of a blight on on the Nets organization. Players that can put up 40 pieces are, are, are pretty talented dudes. And yes, again, the, the context does matter, but Cam has talent and talent deserves to be developed. And I think that there were times this year where I think at the trade deadline, Seth Curry probably should have been traded to allow that spot to be utilized by Cam Thomas and give him the reps to to find the his way as an NBA player because he, he's, he's going to be in this league for a very, very long time. Is it going to be in a Nets uniform? I'll touch on that a little bit later because I threw out a poll on Twitter. Excuse me. And I think it's worth uh, having a, a little bit of a discussion about that. But I, I just think overall, Cam Thomas has so many tangibly awesome offensive skills his three-point shot was there tonight and again his form isn't amazing because he he jumps very high on it but he hit a couple of you know catch and shoot ones especially top of the break which looked really nice he's obviously great around the rim his mid-range scoring is second to none he's uh, one of the best tough shot makers in he's obviously not to the level of you know your kds your tomato rosens these sort of guys but he's a wonderful tough shot maker and is that enough for him to be given opportunities from the Brooklyn Nets? Look, I don't know. I think I'll discuss this Jacques Vaughn quote and, and credits to Eric Slater for throwing this one out there. I'll give it And when he was asked this. He he was asked what the biggest challenge of trying to harness Cam Thomas's elite scoring at the NBA level has been. And he said this, and this is the full quote, so stick with me, guys. I wish the score was 134 Brooklyn Nets, 105 Philadelphia. I think that part helps. The goal is you win as a team. So 46 points is great, but we end up losing by 30. So you've got to attach those together. How do you marry the 29 shots to being a productive teammate where you might not get that amount of shots in a typical game? That's the question. So can you harness and take that ability and be able to do it in the shorter amount of time, in a more efficient time, and in a setting that it benefits the entire team? That's the challenge. Now, Jacques's been criticized quite a bit from this quote, and I think deservedly so, because when he's being thrown out there, like, does this game even matter? He's being thrown out alongside Yuta Watanabe, Raekwon Gray, David Duke Jr., Drew Jones, all of these guys. And it's just like, I think, as I alluded to with context mattering, I think Jacques Vaughn needs to think about the context here, because... Cam Thomas was clearly the best player on the court tonight. You know, Mac McClung was out there, and you know, Dwayne Demer did, did his thing, and Raycon Gray did his thing a little bit too. That'll be a nice to have a little bit of analysis a little bit later. But this quote from Jacques Vaughn is almost an indictment on himself in, in the ability to go, well, okay, he, he should be able to do this. Well, he hasn't been given the opportunities to do things in shorter amounts of time. And he has in, in spurts here and there, but I don't think to the extent where we would see growth from him in a condensed amount of time. You know, I think the times where we've seen these 40 pieces from Cam Thomas, it's it's because he's going up against the, the competition that isn't of an NBA caliber standard. And I just think it's 
very narrow-minded from Jacques, and I've given Jacques plenty of credit. I've also criticized him plenty too, but focusing on this individually, I think he needs to take a hard look in the mirror in, in the sense that, look, Cam Thomas is a wonderful, talented guard with plenty of upside, and the fact that he hasn't been able to showcase that more regularly, that's is that roster construction with Sean Marks? Is that... Jacques Vaughn not giving him the time over a useless no, I'm not going to say useless Seth Curry because I think you know come the postseason Nick and I will dive deep into X factors he might be one of those but in, in general looking at the where this Nets team stands as an organization overall I, I said you know following the KD and Kyrie trade you know the priority should be Clax, McHale and Cam and then the two Cams and seeing how those guys grow. And I, I think we got that from Mikhail. I think we got that from Clax. I think we got that from Cam J. We didn't get it from Cam T. And, and I think that's disappointing uh, as a Nets fan and as a big Cam Thomas fan. So I'm disappointed about that. I'll After the break, guys, I'll, I'll get to the discussion that I threw out on Twitter myself is, has Cam Thomas played his final game as a Brooklyn Net? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Has Cam Thomas played his final game as a Brooklyn Net? Now, I threw out this as I'm going through the the, the tweet that I did put out there. It it, it got a a little bit of response, and, and I think it's worthwhile discussing the responses. A lot of people believe yes. Has Cam Thomas played his final game as a net? As a net, forty-one point three percent on over six hundred votes say yes. Nearly twenty-eight percent say no, and nearly thirty-one percent say I hope not. Now, I'm in the I hope not category uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, a lot of people are sort of reading the tea leaves, sort of saying uh, Jacques Vaughn and Sean made me feel like that they don't think he'll fit into a team concept. That's Alan Linden. You know, a lot of other comments sort of saying that you know he deserves to be somewhere else where he can showcase his talent. It's just, I don't want to bring it to an, a totally negative discourse, but I think it's worth discussing because some people are sort of talk, making the comparison with Cam Thomas and Nick Claxton, and Nick Claxton sort of being given lesser opportunities from Steve Nash last year and then having a breakout year this year. I truly hope that is the case. Now, Nick Claxton is... In, for me, in the most improved player conversation, all defensive team and defensive player of the year, Cam Thomas, I don't expect to, to be in that next year, but 
when you have a guy as talented as he is, and especially losing Kessler Edwards, Daron Sharps there, Raycon Gray's there, David Jr.'s there, I think Cam Thomas is the guy who has the most talent to contribute and most star potential you know, going. And you need to find and unlock that star potential as an organization. So look, I'm, I'm in the I hope so category, guys. Um, I'm sure plenty of others are out there. I hope that I am... I hope we get to see Cam in, in a Nets uniform next season and maybe in, in fits and spurts come the postseason. And speaking of that, uh, a quote from Cam Thomas when asked if he feels like what he did today could lead into some time in the playoffs. He said, I don't know. Hopefully that's not in my control. That's their decision. So I don't know. Look, I don't know either. I, I, I don't see it happening, uh, to be honest, because... Seth Curry likely takes his position. It feels like Paddy Mills has more of a, a, a leash than Cam Thomas does. I just think that tonight wasn't really an indicator of him getting any postseason time. But in saying that, the, the talent's there. I want to see it nurtured. I want to see Cam have a, a breakout 23-24 season. Yeah, keep working on your stuff in, in come the the offseason. Do the work as Nick Claxton did to, to really impact games and force the hand of the the coaching staff you know make your name known and and he's certainly done that in the the scoring department i want to continue to see him grow there as a more efficient guy you know just fine-tune here all areas of his game to be more productive and consistent but talent deserves time and we'll see how much time uh, that does get in going forward but in terms of the game as well guys a, a few other notes before i touch on a few other little things uh, mikhail bridges kept his streak alive played 83 games this year which doesn't happen very often in fact 42nd player in nba history to play in 83 games plus first player to do it since josh smith in 2014-15 so that was fun by uh, mikhail bridges he is just a, a goddamn warrior Spencer Dinwiddie was certain having a good time. He was liking posts on Instagram from the Brooklyn Nets page, which was a little bit of fun. And we also got that the Nets are going to open the postseason against the Philadelphia 76ers on next Saturday, or this Saturday coming, and at 1 p.m. Uh, at in Philadelphia. Now, not the greatest time for people in the Southern Hemisphere. It'll be like 3 a.m. our time. But nonetheless, the Nets are going to open the postseason. Feels like deja vu all over again, taking me back to 2019. So those are all the things sort of there, guys. And, and I also wanted to touch on Raekwon Gray before I get to some just non-game stuff and some uh, other fun little tidbits, tidbits, excuse me, about the team overall. I think that Raekwon Gray has a, a very unique build and skill set. Now, his game overall tonight, uh, I, I, he was signed to the two-way contract before heading into tonight. He had 35 minutes, 6-12 from the field, 2-5 from 3, 9 rebounds, including 3 offensive, 7 assists, had a block as well for his 16 points. He was easily the second-best player out there tonight. Look, a lot of love should be given to David Duke Jr. because... The highlight from the Yuta Watanabe block to the corkscrew up and under layup. Uh, check out Twitter for that one. That was a, a hell of a highlight and the Nets bench was on their feet and I certainly was when I saw that one too. So that, that was a, a hell of a play by, by DDJ. But uh, back to Raekwon Gray, guys. And I, I just took a look at some of the stuff in terms of his draft, the the draft comparisons and the, the draft analysis from him just to sort of see in terms of what he was coming in, what he is now. I think some of the things that he possesses uh, are, are quite unique. You know, he's incredibly strong, but he can also switch a little bit in terms of his defense. And I think that he played a little bit of four, a little bit of five tonight. He's really, really strong. He's a good rebounder. He's a good passer. Like he's sort of got 
some Daron Sharp skills, but I think that his three ball, if that continues to be a thing, it's going to be a big reason why he could become an NBA player because a guy with his unique build, you know, he's he's solid 6'8". He's got, he could play a bit of four, play a bit of five. He's super strong. If he can switch a little bit, you know, he's got unique passing abilities as well. He's sort of like what Nick and I like to talk about a lot in terms of just, he's a hooper. Like he's just got a lot of skills and that can take you a long way in an NBA career more than just being a, a specialist. Now, the three ball for me in the defense is going to be a, a key marker of what Raekwon Gray can be as a Brooklyn Net or as a, an NBA player going forward. But uh, I'm intrigued. Color me intrigued in, in terms of that. So really nice performance from Raekwon, Raekwon Gray given... Yeah, his two-way contract, so that was really cool to see. Uh, any other little game notes here from me, guys? Now, this one, obviously, bigger fish to fry going forward. And I wanted to touch on just the, the season overall, a few player stats, a few team stats, uh, a few little things here and there. Um, let me just try, take a look. Yeah, I think that that's... Oh, the Nets finished the season with a 45-37 record, making it their third winning a season since moving to Brooklyn. And they, I think they had one more win than last year. So read into that what you will. And obviously the comparisons with Phoenix. I think they had the same wins that Phoenix did actually have. And Phoenix finished fourth in the West. And they finished uh, much higher than the Dallas Mavericks. I'm not going to say anything about that. But I want to just touch on a, a few of the players first. Spencer Dinwiddie and his wonderful facilitating. Now... I want to look in terms of numbers of when Spencer has 10 plus assists compared to like 15 plus shots, what the Nets record is. But in his last six games before, obviously tonight, Spencer didn't really had 71 assists and only eight turnovers. Like that's pretty crazy. And I know the assist to turnover ratio is something that, you know, I was, Nick and I were writing home about when he was a, a Brooklyn Net a, a couple of seasons ago, but that is certainly maintained. And I think he's found that greater balance as a facilitator. I think the Nets look better with him as a facilitator than him as a scorer. I think his scoring looks good when he's taken, you know, his patent and sort of sidestep threes as well as getting to the line and driving hard. I think that that's just where he looks best and the Nets look best. But I'll dive deep into a little bit of that before Nick and I do our, our little recording. And then Nick Claxton, guys, who I... Uh, Clax City, I'll allow some, some people to join me because... The more love for Nick Claxton, the better. Now, this is via Doug Norrie of Locked On Nets. He said, uh, these were the stats. Nick Claxton finished second in blocks, third in defensive rating, fourth in defensive win shares, seventh in defensive BPM, ninth in win shares, tenth in offensive rating, twelfth in rebounds, and sixteenth in rebounds per game. What a season from Nick Claxton. I, I just wanted to sort of throw that out there before Nick and I dive deep into the nitty-gritty of the playoffs in our future episodes. I think it's worth looking back on how incredible Nick Claxton was. And obviously, Mikhail Bridges. I think we've given him lots and lots of credit in terms of his maturation. And I think maybe we have for Nick Claxton too. But I just want to do it again because just what a player, man. And it's just a full credit to him for putting in the work and getting the rewards from that. You know, he is super confident, super impactful. He does. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. His offensive game is going leaps and bounds in terms of his confidence with the ball in his hands, his free throw shooting, all those little things. You just got to love it. You really, really do. But in saying that, I want to throw another couple of stats out there for you guys. And I think this is more just the team overall and looking at you know, what their, the stats were in, in general, uh, and also uh, finished with a little bit of a draft tidbit. Now, 
This is via Netsman Up. They do a lot of good stuff on Twitter. Make sure you give them uh, a follow. Over the last 18 games that Bridges, Clack, Spencer, Dimity, and Cam Johnson have played together, the Nets rank... The Nets rank first in the league in net rating at plus 11.9. First in defensive rating at 105.1. And second, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. And second in e-field goal percentage against with 52.4. That, that's been incredible. And that's all since, you know, March 2nd. So a solid one-month sample size. So figuring things out. Since the All-Star break overall, the team has had its ups and downs. But overall... You know, that, that, that's your four core there, throwing Cam if you want. I know I certainly do, but they've been wonderful, especially on the defensive end. They're starting to figure some things out after some teething problems. Now, in terms of the starting five overall, they finished the season playing 328 minutes and had a plus 4.6 net rating. That one via Doug Norrie again of, of Locked On Nets. So I think that there's something there. Now, DFS, you can look into some of his inconsistencies, especially with his three-point shooting. But the team overall looks to be in a decent enough spot. Now, there's obviously a, a short-term focus of, of performing well in the playoffs and, and seeing how we go from there but yeah some some nice things and some nice little signs some nice little stats to sort of back up you know the, the good vibes that have been there and final thing I wanted to finish on guys before we wrap our final regular season game for yet another season of the Brooklyn Buzz the Nets are going to have the 21st and 22nd pick in this year's draft and a lot of people smarter than me with greater draft knowledge are very high on this draft. Whether the Nets use both of those picks, I doubt. I think that the, the smart move would be to package them. Some people are saying package Cam Thomas with it to move up into maybe fringe top 10, top 12, top 15. Look, I think adding a really high-end talent, whether it's at the guard position, whether it's at the, the center position, wherever else, I think that it makes sense in, in what is set to be a, a pretty stacked draft from everyone I hear. But in saying that, it's been a wonderful season, guys. Maybe wonderful is not the right word, but it's been great for having you guys follow along. And we are just getting started. The postseason is upon us in a matter of days. Stick with us, Nets World. Thank you, Brooklyn Buzz Hive. Let's keep going, Nets World. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.